is the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, I'm using our uh, Zoom technology to uh, pipe in uh, one of our new staff guys, Gary Steffes from Bakersfield, California now. Welcome, Gary. Thank you very much. It's an honor and a blessing. Excited to join you today. Yeah. So, Gary, uh, I guess your title, I think, is area director, but uh, you, you're working in conjunction with Les Piercy, who's our regional director out there in Bakersfield. And uh, there's so much going on out there. There's a, there's enough work for 10 men, probably. Yeah, <laughs> so the two, two of you guys are, are tag teaming now and everything. So uh, so cool. So uh, welcome aboard to Influencers. And uh, we wanted to, I want everybody to know who you are. Uh, I did a little announcement email a few weeks ago, just so they kind of see a face with a name and just a little snippet about who you are. So, but we wanted uh, you to be able to tell, share a little of your testimony and kind of how, you know, how you came to the Lord and, and what brought you on your journey to be moving to Bakersfield, California uh, with your wife, Michelle and new baby on the way. So, so Gary, why don't you just dive in a little anywhere you want to dive in on kind of, kind of on your journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what an honor to be able to join and to be able to share today. And um, man, this journey community has been so impactful to me. Um, I, I have been overwhelmingly blessed just by the the, the generosity and the kindness and, and just seeing, seeing the heart of Jesus lived out in so many people all across this country. I was in a journey group in Dallas. Um, I've known, uh, you know, I've been connected to journey groups here in Bakersfield since 2013. Um, and just seeing it lived out in men's lives, in, in, in women's lives, and just seeing the stories, it's, it's exciting, it's inspiring. Um, I've been impacted and encouraged. And so the blessing to come on staff now, you know, and to be able to serve in this ministry is, is uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm honored. I'm very thankful. And so, I mean, a bit about my story. I, um, I grew up in Michigan, um, was a hockey player from being a young kid. I, I moved to, I moved away from home when I was 16. Uh, we played in Canada for a while and, um, eventually traveled all around the U S went to college at Miami university in Ohio. And, uh, um, and after that time ended up stepping into professional hockey and played for about seven years, um, and on and off for three after that. So in total about 10 years total. So hockey has been a part of my life for a while. Um, and, uh, spiritually, I grew up a bit in the Catholic church, but for me, uh, I didn't have a Bible really in my house growing up. Hockey was life. If I did good, I was happy. If I didn't, I was miserable. I lived and breathed by what the hockey world said, by what my teammates said, what my coaches said, where I stood in the depth chart, if I was scoring goals or if I was uh, um, getting, getting recruited by scouts and getting opportunities. Like that was my worth, my value, my significance. If if things were good on the ice, you know, I was happy. If things were, were not, I was changing and everything else off the ice to try to gain the approval and the uh, the affirmation of people. Um, so I, 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 you know, was was drinking, was partying, I was chasing girls, I was not being a real, um, I, I just, I was chasing the story, I was chasing the approval of other people. And uh, um, in my junior year of college at Miami University, uh, 
God grabbed my life. And for the first time in my life, I, I hockey got really taken from me and it, it I fell on my knees and I, I just wholeheartedly asked God for help. I, I was at a major low point because this thing that was my defining significance was ripped from me. And, uh, and it just led me to my knees. And so I cried out to God. I didn't really know who Jesus was. I just believed God was real. I learned about Jesus, but had no understanding as to why he died on a cross or what that meant for me. Um, and so I just cried out to, to God. And uh, um, I had a peace come over me that night, unlike anything I'd ever felt. And uh, it started a new track for me. Looking back, it was a massive turning point. I um, I had a wonderful man named Don come into my life a couple of days later. He, he, uh, he started just investing in me that there was more to life than hockey and that I was more of a man than a hockey player. That road led me to Athletes in Action. And they told me about Jesus. Uh, there were a college ministry on our campus, and a guy named Jamie Borchick was preaching on Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 in Psychology Room 125 on a Tuesday night in March 2009. I'll never forget that day. And uh, I, I gave my life to Christ. Couldn't believe the idea that Jesus died and rose again, and we could be forgiven and washed clean and made new and have this relationship with God. And so I, I was overwhelmed. I saw my need for Christ. I, I gave my life over to the Lord, surrendered to him that day and had a joy come over me, um, unlike anything I'd ever felt. And so that changed my life. I, I, I got involved with FCA hockey shortly after, started traveling the world, sharing Jesus and using hockey as a means to do it. And I worked um, that ministry and played professional hockey for, for seven, seven to 10 years. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, through a crazy series of events, been in ministry for just, just about a decade and uh, um, ended up on staff at a church in Dallas last year for a bit. And, and now, um, I get the amazing privilege to come and be on staff at Influencers. I just feel like I'm on an adventure with Jesus. My my wife, Michelle, and I got married just uh, just over two years ago, and uh, or just under two years ago. And we uh, we're have our first baby on the way, which is great. And and I just, I'm grateful to be here, Brian. Grateful to be in Bakersfield. Grateful to be on the Influencer staff. Um, I guess the last thing I'll say is I, I, I heard about the journey in 2010 with a guy named Ken Hershey in Tulsa, Oklahoma, asking me to come to journey groups. And, uh, and Ken has been a massive blessing in my life for, for a long time. I never was able to go and join those guys, but I heard about them when I came to Bakersfield. So I play, when I played in Tulsa, I heard about journey. My next team was in Bakersfield, California and Les Piercy grabbed me and took me to journey stuff. And, and, uh, and that was a joy. And then I went to Dallas, Texas, and uh, eventually ended up in a journey group in Dallas. And so everywhere I've gone, there's been journey groups. And uh, and now I get the privilege to serve alongside and lock arms with this community. And it's a joy. I love that part of your story when you, 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 you kind of knew of God from the Catholic Church. You knew enough to get down on your knees and just and try to reach out for this God you didn't even really know. You know, I mean, I, I love that and how he honored that. You know, and he came yeah. in and then and then then everything started happening. You know, he guided you to to yeah. end up where you were, where you could find out about Christ and learn about him. I love that. That was crazy. It was like I, I that day I have vivid memories of that day. And it was the first time in my life when I cried out to the Lord not to not to use God. Not to try to like, hey, God, will you please get, help me do better at hockey? Or, hey, God, will you help me do this so that I can get this from you? Like, I genuinely cried out to him 
because I, I believed, I believed in him. I believed he was my, my, my hope. He was the only thing that could help. And, and I, I didn't want anything from him except for him just to help. I needed help. And, and I, I reached out to him in that way. And you're right. That was a, that was a huge blessing that day. Man, that, that you're reminding me of a, one of my favorite uh, passages when Paul is speaking to the Greeks and uh, let me, let me pull this up here real quick here. Um, you know, they, he said he'd seen a, he'd seen a statue that said to an unknown God, you know, so he felt like he needed to set the record straight, you know, like who you're calling unknown. Let me tell you who he is. He says the God, this is in Acts 17. He says the God who made the world and everything in it being Lord of heaven and earth doesn't live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. He made from one man, every nation of mankind, to live on all the face of the earth, having determined the allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling places so that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he's actually not far from each one of us. And, 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 and that's, <laughs> that's so good. Isn't that amazing? And that's, ES, that's the ESV and the NIV. It says he determined the exact times and places they should live. Whoa. You know, and, yeah. and, and that, because how many people are always saying, why am I here? You know, why God, why'd you put me here? Well, God's got a plan. He's always got a plan. Yeah. And, and, and part of it said, we'll find him or reach out for him, you know? And that's, that, that's what stuck out to me as you read to the ending there, where he said that they would seek God and they would find him, you know, that, that, that was me and my story. That was, uh -huh. that was the day, like I sought him and, and by God's grace, he, he, he opened my heart to find him, you know, what yeah. a good, that's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, um, so, you know, I've got a lot of respect for FCA and I know that they're, they're great. You know, the work that they do of just coming alongside athletes and, and young people and always, always kind of speaking the gospel in action as much as in words, you know, just coming along, loving on kids and all that, you know, young life does a great job of that too. Um, so that's really cool. Um, so tell me what your impression of, of the journey. So the, your first taste of it was Tulsa through Ken Hershey, because Ken was one of the original guys on the board with Frank Khalil. So mm -hmm. uh, Ken's been around journey for since year two in Tulsa, it's going all the way back to like 2000, uh, seven, I think is when he yeah. first went there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me what your impression of was all these guys and the journey. Did you think, oh, it's just another men's group or what, what was your impression of yeah. it? Well, if I, if I'm honest, I would say I would do, if I had to boil it down to one word, um, I, I would say powerful and passionate would be my two words that I would come to. And the reason I would say that is because I feel like men, men are they're 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 spending time with with god like they're 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 journaling and they're they're taking god's word and they're communicating with god about it so they're they're removing hindrances in their life they're building this trust and intimacy with god vertically and as a result it, it is showing itself powerfully horizontally and i just see this all over the place i see it in the in the ways that that men uh, are are just not only pursuing the Lord, but but the ways that they they're treating people, the, their generosity that's pouring out, the the passion that they have to just literally sit down and talk about the Bible for an hour, and they can't wait to share with each other all this stuff they feel like they're learning. I mean, I was on my way to a 
we, we were going to a, to an event here recently um, to go up on his little prayer retreat. And, uh, and we were going to leave at like 6 a.m. And guys were going to get together at 5 a.m. just to kind of have some coffee and, and go. And I show up at this place and it's dead silent. And I'm, and I'm the last guy to show up. It, it's dead silent. I'm like, what is going on? You know, thinking we're going to have this little coffee hangout and then drive. And I, I walk in the door and, and four guys have their Bibles open, their journals out. And it's 5 a.m. And before they ever start communicating with each other, they want to talk with Jesus. And I'm like, oh, man. So I walk right back out, grab my Bible, my journal. And I came in and I joined them. And it was awesome. And it was great. But it's just the it's just the culture of being around men that genuinely love their time with God, see that they need time with Jesus. And they're, they're putting their effort into this vertical relationship uh, to, to impact the horizontal rather than striving tooth and nail to be a good Christian, you know, horizontally with everybody in their life, producing fruit by themselves, as Rocky would say, uh, they're, they're fighting to abide. And, And that is just showing itself in, in just a pow- in a powerful way, I, I think in the way that they live and act and speak, and I and uh, and I think it's it's also passion. It's creating passion because men love the Lord. I have seen more men cry in my last you know <laughs> six months than I maybe have in in years. And and I'm like I, I need to start crying. I need to start you know, <laughs> to this point where I I'm so overwhelmed with the grace and the love of Jesus that that it just hits my heart. Like, like had a, had a guy, one of our, our guide guides here, um, like he struggles to read the Bible. Sometimes he just starts crying because he's just so thankful at what God has done. Men are sharing their stories and they're crying because of what God has done in their marriage and what God has done in their, uh, just in, in their own life and what they've delivered them from with addictions with drugs and alcohol, or just what he's done to restore their marriage. And it's, it's, it's creating passion. So I'd say powerful and passionate is my, yeah. my experience. And I, I'm, I'm being impacted personally. You know, I, I, uh, I tend to kind of, I, I talk about how this ministry is led by the Holy spirit and how we've, you know, if we were businessmen and had our business hats on and you're strategizing to grow a, a, a new ministry, you would try to go for demographics. You'd go for the largest churches in the largest cities you know, we'd probably go for Dallas, New York, you know, who knows, or, you know, but, but um, I always joke and say, it's got to be God, because one of the last places we would choose would be Bakersfield, California, you know, and so, uh, (laughs) but I say that with all due respect, and, uh, but you know what, the the guys in Bakersfield are beautiful, I mean, the the ministry there is beautiful, the men and women I've met, and I've been there several times with Rocky, and so, and I'm just, and even early on, I took a scouting trip out where we just wanted to meet these guys, these crazy guys in Bakersfield we were hearing about. And, uh, and you know, they just, uh, you know, the, well, the, people know the history of it a little bit, but, uh, you know, they came by way of, of Les Fiercey starting a men's, just a men's movement started. And then he was thinking, how are we going to disciple these guys? And so we asked Pete McKenzie, who was one of his mentors, and Pete said, why don't you try this stuff Rocky Road? And he's like, who's Rocky? <laughs> so uh, so, they, yeah, so the, guys, the guys had no training or anything. They just grabbed the materials and said, let's do it. You know, and so, and, and it's just, God's just blessed it every step of the way. They're sincere hearts. They're honest seeking. Um, but in, in our leadership circles, we talk about there's an anointing on, on Bakersfield. There's something supernatural 
going on in Bakersfield. You know, you know, people can't explain revivals and, you know, there's been the Brownsville revival. You know, there's places in the United States, there's pockets where God does an unusual work and we can't explain it fully. I, I would say pr- it's preceded by prayer usually. Um, so there could have been some prayer going on in Bakersfield we don't even know about. But uh, what's your assessment of Bakersfield, California? Now, I know you've only lived there a couple of years, but you know, you lived there before briefly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Through, through semi-pro in- hockey and all. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, what do you make of this move of God in Bakersfield? What do, what do you make of it? Uh, I, I, I think God is doing something remarkable here. Uh, and yeah, it, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, an, it's incredible to be a part of and to see, and it's really just, it's men that are sitting, sitting with Jesus and valuing that men are praying. I, I was on the phone with a guy the other day and he told me, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't have lunch with you. Uh, because I just, I don't, I don't want to be controlled by the flesh. And so I'm, I'm, fa- I'm fasting. I don't even know how long I'm going to fast for. I just need to, fa- I just am doing this and to see him praying and, and seeing that commitment level and seeing men, you know, spend, spend time in the word. Like we're showing up at 6am Bible studies and guys are showing up with their journals already filled you know, because of it. And everybody's not perfect. I mean, we, there, there's, we have the same, same, you know, we come up against the same stuff that happens everywhere else. So we're, we're, you know, men struggle to get into the word or they have different stuff, you know, that they're, they're wrestling through. And, you know, we have our, our things here too, but, but there's a core group of men that are really locking arms and they're, they're, uh, they're just, they're living it out. They're walking, they're abiding and they're encouraging each other to do it. And so I think that that, I see that I see men committed to praying. I see, um, I see a heart for, um, reproduction here, which is really, really cool to where men, when they get into their groups, they are, uh, they kind of they 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 know that the goal here is to make disciples, not to stay in the same group for the next ten years. So as they grow and as they they invite men, like they're not they're not people here aren't they're not marketing with like like billboards and different stuff. They're sending out different like kind of marketing things. Men are tapping shoulders and they're they're just inviting men and and as you know they 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 reach out and they do that their the groups are growing and as their groups are growing like they are just committed to to the reproduction aspect of it. And so they're 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 um so they're splitting and and that's just it's just a um, a grassroots, like you say, grassroots organic growth where men are inviting men and men are fighting to abide. And, and I, I would say one thing that's really inspiring, um, if I can, if I can tow it on Les Piercy for a bit, just the way that he has led, he is, he is one of the most inspiring leaders because he, he's chasing after Jesus relentlessly and he's just grabbing men and saying, come with me in a sense. And, and as he does this, and as he brings men along with him, like people catch what he, his passion and his life, what what he's doing, he's setting the example. And as men catch that, like they, they go and they replicate it and they do it. And so Les is incredibly, he's vulnerable, he's real, and he's chasing Jesus as hard as anyone. And he's grabbing people to go with him, And he's, he, he's stepping into the pain of people's lives and it's, it, it, he's a great leader here and, uh, and God has used him in an extraordinary way. Um, but that kind of come with me attitude, um, as men adopt that. So as less is led and that has guides, other guides have adopted that, uh, mentality of, of saying, come with me, come with me. I'm, I, I need to be on this journey myself, but I'm grabbing three guys to chase Jesus with me. 
that ver- versus the other side of, Hey, I'm going to teach you now I've done this before. You know, I've learned all these things about Jesus or about the Bible. And now let me teach you. These guys aren't saying that they're saying, let me chase after Christ even harder. And I'm just going to grab three new guys to come. And I, I think that that is having a great ripple effect, Brian, which is inspiring. And it's hopefully, I mean, if I could be half the man that less is, you know, some of these guides are here, some of these leaders, the board, if I could, if I could just be half the men that these guys are, I, I just, I, I, I would be honored. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I, I say amen to everything you said about Les. He's, a, he's a very gifted leader and, and very unique, and, uh, and so, uh, I, I was wondering if you're going to survive, you know, working at the pace that Les Piercy works. You know, that guy, that guy never slows down. He's the Energizer Bunny. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's funny. I think. I think there is really an authenticity of the men and women that I've met there because because that's not the buckle of the Bible belt. You know, that's not like uh, where we where I come from here in the South and, you know, Tulsa and even Arkansas. Everybody says they're a Christian and everybody tends to put on masks because they got to maintain this image of of being a good Christian kid, even though they're living their lives. However, in real life, you know, but they portray this certain clean cut image, whatever. The guys in Bakersfield are like real. You know, you see guys tatted up. You see people who are ex-gang members. You know, and these guys don't play church. I mean, these guys just come and tell it like it is. And they yeah. want authenticity, you know? It, it's it's you know, 100% it was, a part of the culture here. Yeah. Men are, men share, men are vulnerable. Uh, men are, are, are real. They, they share about their struggles. They share, they share, uh, yeah, about their addictions. They share about, you know, how messed up they are. And it kind of comes from the top down, you know, like the leaders are doing it, the guides are yeah. doing it there. Yeah. And, and I think something that's been a really good, um, like thing that, that, that Bakersfield has done uniquely. And I don't know if ever, if other places in the country do this, but, uh, but one of the first priorities of starting a journey season is, is making sure that, that men get away and share their stories with each other. And each right. guy gets a, a set amount of time and it's, it's that's a priority here is that because they bond immediately. And then when they go through the journey process, they've, you know, it just, it just creates more intimacy, right. With the men and they're open to sharing more and different things, but it starts with the top down that culture gets built by the leaders. And, uh, um, and, and I agree with you. I think it's kind of powerful, a powerful mm-hmm. thing, you know, where men will share their realness. Yeah. And it's not like it's a bunch of blue collar guys. I mean, there's some really wealthy oil guys there in town oh, yeah. and, and business owners. And I mean, you know, it's a very diverse, it's just very diverse, you know, probably more diverse than most of our regions, I would say. So, yeah. yeah. So, so I want to go back to you, Gary, as a person. I was just curious, t- tell, uh, tell our listeners kind of what your top spiritual gifts are, you know, that you bring yeah. to influencers. Yeah, mine, mine. Um, as I've done, I've done the, as I've done the test a couple of times. My the ones that have stood out for me: um, evangelism, um, encouragement, uh, faith has been a big one. So faith, intercession. That you know, Brian, you and I have talked a bunch about that. Um, have been have been some of my big ones. Leadership was a really big one for me. So those uh, and, and giving generosity. So I I I I, I scored. I had high scores on some of those and I, I can see that in my life very much. So especially evangelism, encouragement and faith. Yeah, I can see them all, all of them. I can see in my life. And that's what I, I, I when I walk in those, I, I feel like I'm walking with how God made me. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Well, I, I'm just getting to know you, Gary. And I mean, the encouragement jumps out of me right off the bat. You know, you, you're just one of those guys that when you're just 
just even more than the words you say, just just the aura that comes off of you is encouraging, you know. And so uh, you're definitely a welcome addition to our staff because we have our monthly, our weekly staff calls and stuff. So we get to be around you on that. It's been been very encouraging already. So the, so I, I affirm that. So so tell everybody a little bit about your wife Michelle, and uh, yeah. you've got a new baby coming. Tell them a little bit about your family. Yeah, I got a wonderful wife. Her name's Michelle. Um, she was originally from California, so coming out here is a joy. She's kind of closer to her family, which is great. And and uh, yeah, we have a baby on the way in in uh, five weeks. So we're due we're due right at the start of September, or end of August time frame. And uh, yeah, we're gearing up. We're excited. And she's she's a wonderful woman. She's super gifted. She uh, she went to um, Bible school at Liberty. Uh, got a seminary degree there. Um, one of the things that totally attracted to me, me to her when I was, when I was getting to know her, um, was that she was involved in foster care stuff. So she started a foster care mentoring program, uh, when she was in San Diego, just trying to bring some consistency and, and, and mentors into some kids that have that are in foster care. And, um, she's got a big heart. She's, she's a teacher. She's worked with deaf and hard of hearing kids. She can, she's pretty good with sign language. Um, just a super compassionate, hard, uh, hardworking woman. And I, I love her. And I, I, uh, I consider it a real honor to be able to be married to her and be able to just be teammates with her, you know, and serve here. So, so that's her. Yeah. Our baby, we have a baby girl coming in five weeks and, uh, uh, it's a big, big life change for us, but a real joyful blessing, and we're we're excited. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, tell uh, tell us how we can pray for Gary and Michelle. Perhaps for you guys, tell us how we can how because uh, other people listening out there, I know there's prayer warriors out there in, that get will get this podcast and uh, help them know how to pray for you. Yeah, I, I think a great a great prayer um, for us would just be uh, uh, courage as we go to get ready to have a baby, you know, courage, courage, and, uh, um, courage for us, courage for my wife, uh, abiding amidst this time that there'd be a, it'd be a non-negotiable thing for us that we would, we would abide. And, uh, and I think, I think personally for us, just that we would continue to pray together, you know, through this as, as, you know, the baby comes as, uh, the, this change and transition is happening. You know, we're, we're super joyful. We have, we're so blessed, but as the, we go down this road, I just know, you know, these, these core things are so valuable that we would be abiding, that we would be praying together, that we would, you know, be courageous and just surrendering and trusting the Lord with, with everything. I don't think I could ask for a better group of prayers um, with than that, you know, for us, as we step into this new season and transition in our life. Yeah. Well, let me, let me just pray for you right now as we kind of close out this podcast. All right, Gary. Well, well, Father, I, I want to thank you for Gary and uh, just thank you for grabbing hold of his life. Lord, thank you for creating him, setting him apart, uh, making him one of your sons, uh, choosing him and choosing him to go and, and bear fruit that will last, Lord. And I know that uh, he's got a, he's got your hand on his life and he's got many spiritual gifts and, and Lord, he has got a servant's heart and is humble and, and teachable and, and willing to go wherever you take him, Lord. And so uh, he is a, a, a moldable person. So just thank you for all you're doing in his life. Thank you for calling him and calling him into influencers. Lord, we're, we are blessed to have him. And I just pray that you'll just keep guarding his heart and mind in Christ Jesus, that you'll keep him abiding, Lord, and that you will um, let the first expression of his abiding be for Michelle. 
Lord, so that he can love her the way she needs to be loved, Lord. And and as, as our friend Pete McKenzie says, we need help, your help in knowing how to love these precious wives that you've given us. And so I pray you'll help Gary love his wife the way she needs to be loved and and that you'll help him wash her feet and serve her. And and Lord, that that uh, you're going to entrust him with a new little baby girl. And that's going to, and as a guy of a father of four daughters, it's he's got a lot of blessings in store with that, Lord. What a beautiful thing that is. So just pray for a healthy delivery, that the baby will be healthy. Everything will go well with that, the the pregnancy, the end of the pregnancy. And, and Lord, just keep guiding him, directing his steps and establishing the work of his hands in Bakersfield and, and showing him uh, how to lead there and what you'd have him do, Father. But, but thank you again for your many blessings. We just celebrate having Gary here with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Gary. And uh, thanks for being with us today. And uh, uh, everyone's going to love uh, hearing this and getting to know you better. And I know you'll, uh, whenever we can uh, get back together again as a, like at a, one of our national gatherings, that'll be a real treat to have you there and uh, with everybody. So you, people get to see you live in person at some point. So yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Brian. Appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate all you do. You guys there are doing amazing work. Uh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. Uh, and uh, if you want to hear more broadcasts that we've done, go to our website and go to resources and podcasts, and you'll find a lot of other broadcasts that we've done. And uh, of course, there's other things going on uh, with the ministry as well. We're about to do a new website uh, in the next two or three months. So hopefully things will be even uh, easier to find on our website and a lot of resources. And so uh, you all out there listening, you're part of this ministry. You guys are uh, all our guides out there, you're all our leaders, and even those who are just now going through, we we just invite you to be part of of this organism, this organic thing called influencers. Uh, and it's all God's; it's not ours. So we're just our part part of the vine, and we're all His branches. So, so anyway, again, this is the Influencers Network podcast. I'm Brian Craig, uh, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to keep abiding in Christ and to go make disciples. God bless you today. me. Mm-hmm.